It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to North Star Sports. I'm your host, Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You also can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star M-I-N. Be sure to check out our website at northstarsports.media. And welcome to the show, everyone. We have a great one for you today here on this Monday, December 21st, as we have a special occasion of a show. It is our year-end MMA awards. It's our first time doing this, but... Uh, you know, it's it's a big show because, you know, like the rankings, like everything, like every opinion, uh, really fact I've ever spoken on this show, uh, I get it right. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of MMA media places doing year-end awards, uh, you know, over, over the next couple of weeks. They're probably going to do it on December 31st. How lame. I don't need to wait until December 31st. I already know. That's why, we, you know, no more UFC events. I'm not, I'm not going to wait. We're going to get ahead of everybody, and we're going to get it right. That's the most important part here. Uh, so, you know, exciting, exciting stuff here, especially uh, in 2020. There are a lot of categories that are very, very tough, and there are some other categories that are tough for the wrong reasons because they're, there's no clear-cut front runner you know some of these some of these uh classes are a little a little weak but you know we'll get to that as we uh go through each category so i suppose it would be fair to go through uh the categories that we have i believe we have 10 uh you can find these at northstarsports.media slash awards and we have fight of the year male fighter of the year female fighter of the year knockout of the year Submission of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Breakout Fighter of the Year, Event of the Year, Gym of the Year, and Upset of the Year. So I thought those were the uh, the 10 main categories. And let's see. Let's go in reverse order. Let's go in reverse order. So we'll get through some of these lesser awards. Still, although, you know, still very valuable, but maybe some lesser Awards. So I, I suppose we'll start here with the upset of the year, 2020's upset of the year. The categories, uh, or excuse me, the, the nominees are uh, Roxanne Mataferi for her upset victory of Macy Barber, uh, Sasha Palatnikov for his upset win over Louis Kosi, and Shayna Dobson for her upset of Maria Agapova, and it's a no-brainer here. It's obviously Shayna Dobson uh, over Maria Agapova. That is our upset of the year. It was it was a no-brainer. I wanted to include the category in there, and this one could not be easier. One of the heaviest favorites I could find in MMA history, uh, at least, you know, major organization MMA history. It was like a minus 1,100 favorite, which was whack to start with. Uh, but she was like three and four you know, so a sub 500 overall record, not just in the UFC, but overall against, you know, this hot young prospect and didn't work out. Agapova gassed herself out. Minus 1100, pretty damn hard to beat. Uh, Roxanne, uh, Roxanne Mataferi, I think she was like a minus, or no, it would be plus, a plus 600 underdog, which is really, really big. 
which is why we put it on here, but Macy Barber did tear her ACL, so it's a, it's a little unfair, which is why it's a nominee and why we didn't go with it. And Palatnikov and Kosi. Uh, Palatnikov, I think, was like the... Or no, Kosi was the minus uh, 550 favorite, so that's pretty, that's pretty darn big, but... It was two fighters who were both making their UFC debut, so it's not like Kosi was this established guy. There was still a lot we did not know. And it's not like Kosi was a slam dunk signing off of the Contender Series. You know, he had a lot of question marks with that. We were not sure if he was going to get signed. So we, we put it on there. It's notable. It was very big, according to, you know, the, uh, the sports bettors. But we're going to go with Shanna Dobson over Maria Agapova. All right, next up, we have Gym of the Year. We have three candidates, City Kickboxing, Kings MMA, and Sanford MMA. So I guess we'll start here with the runner-up, which I guess will leave some mystique as to who is the winner and who's the third place, although we don't really do runner, runner-ups runner and, uh, and third places. We really just uh, give the award. Uh, but I, th- I think in second place has to be City Kickboxing. It was, it was a good year, not a great year. You look at the, the most notable fighters from that gym, and, and I suppose we're just going UFC here, um, but uh, Israel Adesanya, he had a real fucking stinker against Yoel Romero. He did defend his title, but a real stinker. And then a nice knockout of Costa. Okay, cool. Um, Kai Kara France, he was one and one. Okay. Uh, Dan the Hangman Hooker, uh, he had the uh, really a fight of the year candidate probably a top 10 fight of the year uh, against Paul Felder, in which he won. And then he had a legitimate fight of the year candidate uh, uh, against uh, Dustin Poirier, which he lost. So he was one and one, but they were both fight of the years. So I think that's significant. Uh, Shane Young lost his only fight uh, to, uh, I believe that was to Ludovic Klein by knockout. Uh, Brad Riddell, one of the brighter spots on the gym, uh, two unanimous decision victories in 2020 and that's about about it oh we also had carlos alberg get signed off the contender series um not gonna sway me one way or the other because it technically wasn't a fight in the ufc but um a, a solid year a solid year they you know they did, did have some fighters that lost but it was a solid year um i guess we'll go with the winner here uh sanford mma i think sanford mma is north star sports 2020 gym of the year uh we had uh well let's see let's start uh with uh, kamaru usman the welterweight champ uh dominant performance against jorge masvidal that was that was a very good one we had two knockout wins for vincente luque we had a win for jared flash gordon uh we had Derek brunson smashing into the top five speaking of smashing through a division gilbert burns also is at sanford mma uh, two wins, the, the knockout win over Damian Maya and the unanimous decision victory over Tyron Woodley. So it wasn't, uh, I feel like this was a little bit of a, a down and weird year for gyms. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But I, I would give it to Sanford MMA. Uh, I think they had the, the best year overall. Uh, and then third place, unofficial third place, uh, Kings MMA. Uh, you had RDA, he went one and one. Shogun went one and one. Verdum went one and one. A lot of Brazilians. Uh, two TKO wins for Benil Dariush. Two wins for Marvin Vittori. He smashed his way uh, to the top of that middleweight division. 
one and one for uh, Ariane Lipsky, four and zero for Giga Chikadze. That was a real bright spot. I, I would have liked to have seen him fight a little bit tougher competition. Did have some fight cancellations, um, but a really good year for for Kings MMA. Uh, just not enough to win Jim uh, of the year. All right, and now we have uh, the event of the year, and I'll try to remember. I don't want to slow down the show by. Uh, uh, looking up uh, every single fight that happened on all of these, uh, you know, cards. But uh, nominees were UFC 248, UFC 251, UFC 249, UFC 250, and UFC Fight Night Felder versus Hooker. So obviously that, uh, like I just said, was probably a top 10 fight of the year, Felder versus Hooker. Uh, that was a very good one. I, I think by far the best fight night. Um, but we're going to throw that one out. We're going to throw that one out because I don't think it hangs with these big boy pay-per-views. Okay, so now we're on to pay-per-views here. A runner-up, a runner UFC 248. Now, that had a lot of people's fight of the year on it, Joanna Janjacek and Weili Zhang. Very good, um, but it also had a stinker. It also had a stinker with Yoel uh, uh, Romero and uh, Israel Adesanya. Um I feel like there are a couple of other uh, decent decent fights on that card, but we're gonna th- we're gonna throw that one out. It's not it's not the best event of the year. Okay, two forty nine. That was that was a very good one as well. Now that that had Justin Gaethje's fifth round knockout of Tony Ferguson. Uh, that also had uh, Henry Cejudo knocking out Dominic Cruz. That was a fun one. Francis Ngannou destroying Jairzinho Rosenstrike. We had a very good fight, a nice knockout for Calvin Cater over Jeremy Stevens. Uh, and that's that's about it. I guess we had Greg Hardy on that card, didn't do a whole lot. That's a very good one. That's probably my runner-up. That's probably second place, but it's not the best. Okay, now UFC 250. That was, that was a fun card. The main event kind of sucked because it was Amanda Nunes and Felicia Spencer, and it was not even, uh, not even close to being competitive. But... We had a knockout of the year contender with Cody Garbrandt and Rafael Sunsau. We had a submission of the year contender with Aljamain Sterling and Corey Sandhagen, uh, a sub two minute submission. We had uh, a nice fight, a nice win for Neil Magny over uh, Anthony Rocco Martin. And then when we had another knockout of the year contender with Sean O'Malley knocking out uh, Eddie Wineland. So that was a very that was a very significant card, but. It's not the event of the year. No, no, no. No. The event of the year for the year 2020 of our Lord, according to North Star Sports, is UFC 251. UFC 251 is our event of the year. We had the highly anticipated fight between Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal. I liked that fight. I know some people didn't. I liked it a lot. We had a highly contested, very competitive Rematch for the UFC featherweight championship in which Alexander Volkanovsky defeated Max Holloway. That was a fun fight. We had another... This, this this probably would be a fight of the year contender within the bantamweight division between Piotr Jan and Jose Aldo. The the, the young uh, goat. The young goat versus the old goat. I mean, that, that was fun. I mean, Aldo took a lot of punches to the side of the head. So the, the finish was a little weird, but that was a very good fight. High-level boxing. We also had, uh, if we did female fight of the year, probably uh, the female fight of the year contender. I, I wouldn't say it would win it, 
But a contender uh, uh, between Rose Nami Yunus and Jessica Andrade, a fun split decision. Amanda Hibas choked out uh, Paige Van Zant. We had Yuri Prohaska making his UFC UFC debut, knocking out Volkan Uzdemir. That's an underrated knockout of the year. That was a very, very solid knockout from Prohaska. A tight split decision between Muslim Salikov and Alessio Zaleski Dos Santos. An anaconda choke for Makwan Amirkani over Danny Henry. And, you know, the, the, the rest of the prelims, eh, take it or leave it. Uh, oh, prelim opener was uh, a, a very solid knockout uh, that probably everybody forgot because these are, you know, not well-known fighters. But David Grant knocking out Martin Day. Look that one up. That was a solid, solid left hook KO. So, especially towards the top of that card, that one really delivered. That one really delivered. So, that is our event of the year, UFC 251. All right, moving on here to the breakout fighter of the year. This one is very tough, very tough, because there's a lot of there's a lot of solid contenders here. We'll start with uh, all the candidates. So we have Gilbert Burns, Martin Vittori, Cyril Gaon, and Charles Oliveira. Um, so we'll we'll start here with probably fourth place, Cyril Gaon. Um, he had a very nice knockout of um, <clears throat> excuse me of JDS. Now, I guess what I mean with breakout, breakout's a little subjective, but what I look at a lot when you talk about breaking out is climbing the rankings really fast. Cyril Gan, I, I think he started the year at number 15. He's now at number seven. So uh, that's 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 a breakout, but he's not going to win it because it was only one knockout. It was a very good elbow knockout, but it was only one knockout over JDS. But I but I think. It's it's uh, it's it's tough to find uh, a breakout fighter. Um, we also had uh, Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira, uh, he had that uh, submission over Kevin Lee. He also had that uh, dominant decision victory over Tony Ferguson, a guy who was probably at like number nine, number ten in the lightweight division, but really just kind of pushed through all the all the the meat in that division. You know, a guy who's now ranked at number three, two dominant performances. Charles Oliveira's got to be on there. Uh, I'm just realizing I don't have Kevin Holland on there. I, f- I feel like that's a pretty glaring omission. Uh, I don't think he would have won Breakout Fighter of the Year, so I think that's uh, safe, but I'm realizing that's a mistake. I feel like Kevin Holland was on here, but for some reason, uh, maybe he got he got taken off. Kevin Holland's on there, 5-0. and Some of them were stinkers. A lot of them were really good. Uh, but he's only number 14 in the middleweight division. So you know what? I'm going to put Kevin Holland on here. I realize that's a major mistake, but uh, that's okay because he wasn't going to win it anyway. Now, here's... I guess we'll go... I guess we'll go number two. Uh, Marvin Vittori. Okay. Chokes out Carl Roberson. That was a pretty heated matchup because they were scheduled to fight twice before and it fell out both times. And then... A, 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 a unanimous decision victory over Jack Hermanson. He's now ranked in the top four. I don't think he was ranked at the beginning of the year. So he, he probably had the biggest glow up in 2020. And, you know, he, he showed his toughness. He, he showed that he was well-rounded, that his striking was uh, at, at a serviceable level, that he could, he could uh, you know, hold, hold the ground game against uh, a submission guy like Hermanson. So I think uh, he, he's a very uh, good candidate, but 
not as good as our breakout fighter of the year winner, which would be Gilbert Burns. Uh, Gilbert Burns started off the year, he, he was on a little bit of a hot streak because he had beaten Alexei Konchenko and Gunnar Nelson, but those guys I don't think were ranked. Konchenko definitely was not. So we could we, we saw the beginning, the burgeoning of his streak, but we really saw, you know, the, the streak take place uh, with, with some big names on there. Knocked out Damian Maya, BJJ legend. I mean, Damian Maya does not lose in the UFC. You know what I mean? He if you look at his if you look at his track record, he loses to the top 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 guys, and and nobody else. A guy who's been here for a very long time. That's a good win. And then a 50-45, essentially, I think one of the scorecards was 50-44, domination of Tyron Woodley, who was not that far removed from being champ. And now he's the number one contender. He's going to get a title shot, I think I saw at UFC 258. So Gilbert Burns, basically from ranking, get, being ranked in the, in the low teens, mid-teens, <coughs> excuse me, to being the number one contender. Uh, he, he is your breakout fighter of the year. All right, we have next uh, the rookie of the year, which was pretty interesting. There's a, a clear-cut guy uh, who we're not going to mention until we uh, give the... Uh, well, I guess we have to mention all the candidates. But uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of interesting choices here. So we had Daniel Rodriguez, Hamzat Jamaev, Jam, uh, Jamal Hill... Joaquin Buckley and Yusuf Zalal. Now there's flaws with four of them, which is why the guy who won it won it. So I suppose we'll go with some of the runners up first. So we'll start with uh, Jamal Hill. Dominant decision over Darko Stosic. Uh, I th- believe this was a knockout which got overturned to a no contest over Klitsin Abreu and then a TKO over Ovin St. Prue. That's a very solid rookie year, not enough to win it. The no contest does not help. So he did not win Rookie of the Year, but deserves praise as a nominee. Uh, then we also had Joaquin Buckley. Now, he was 2-1 in 2020, which on the surface doesn't look super great. You wouldn't think Rookie of the Year. But his debut was to Kevin Holland. That's a very tough matchup. Got knocked out pretty badly. So that's, that's, the, that's the stain. But... He had a knockout of the year candidate over uh, Impa Kasanganai, one of the one of the more creative knockouts we've seen in the UFC, and then had a pretty hellacious knockout of Jordan Wright. So his two wins were were very impressive knockouts, a, a very good rookie of the year uh, performance, but not enough to win it. Then we had an, a very interesting guy until his last fight, Yusuf Zalal. He started off the year three and zero. Uh, unanimous decision victories over Austin Lingo. Uh, I believe that's Max Griffin. No, Jordan Griffin. And Peter Barrett. And then lost a decision to uh, Ilya Tapuria. So he was 3-1. and one. That's a good start. Even if he would have beaten Tapuria, I don't think he would have won Rookie of the Year. Because even for Rookie of the Year standards, those are very, very, very low-level opponents. Like, incredibly low-level opponents. Um, even for like UFC upstarts, so that's what's going to hurt him is strength of, of competition. But it was a, it was a good year, not good enough. Then we have essentially our runner up here, and this one's tough too because Daniel Rodriguez, three and one 
in 2020 in his rookie year. Uh, submission over Tim Means. That's probably the toughest debut that anyone on here had outside of, I guess, Joaquin Buckley and, and Kevin Holland. Um, a fight of the night candidate uh, over uh, a Gabe Green. That was a very that was a very good one, uh, back and forth. Uh, a TKO of Dwight Grant. But then he had the decision lost to Nicholas Dalby. But I thought Daniel Rodriguez won that fight. But we have to go with what uh, you know the commission say. So he is three and one. I thought he was four and zero. Probably would have been rookie of the year most years. But there's a, a more clear cut uh, guy. But I mean, man, that that sucks. I really thought he beat Dalby. And then even even with the the rookies, you look at that's so well rounded. A submission, a decision, and a TKO. I mean, that's that's tougher, Rodriguez. But I think the clear-cut winner here is Hamzat Chemaev. He is your Rookie of the Year. 3-0, all three knockouts, one KO. Uh, and uh, the, the, the big thing is, okay, nobody's nobody's going to lose their shit over you beating uh, fucking Phillips. What the hell was Phillips' first name? Oh, John Phillips. Uh, you know, John Phillips is not a good UFC fighter. Reese McKee was making his debut. But the 16-second KO of Mearshart was was uh, very impressive. And the big thing here is not exactly the strength of competition, but it's the fact that I don't think in those first three fights he was punched 10 times combined. So that's really what does it for, for Hamzat is just the dominance. Not not even getting hit 10 times in three fights. And I, I, I don't even know how many strikes he landed, like over 200. So the ratio was just insane. So that's why we have to go Hamzat Jemaev as the rookie of the year. All right, moving on, we're going to have the submission of the year, and this is one of the categories that I feel uh, had a very down year. There was absolutely no clear-cut submission of the year. Uh, so we uh, nominated Davison Figueredo's submission of Joseph Benavidez, uh, Aljamain Sterling's submission of Corey Sandhagen, Charles Oliveira's submission of Kevin Lee, Carlos Diego Ferreira's of uh, Anthony Pettis and Brian Kelleher's submission of Ode Osborne. I'm not going to talk about any of them other than the winners because they're all just run-of-the-mill submissions. There really was no good submissions in 2020. So we're going to go with Figueredo's submission of Benavidez. It wasn't particularly amazing, but it was just so brutal. And this is in fight number two. Uh, and, and and this was the one where I believe it was a rear naked choke where he's choking him out and Benavidez is just spurting blood. Uh, he looks like a corpse. His eyes are rolled back into his skull and his mouth is uh, wide open, gasping for air. Just the brutality, the imagery of it really is, is what gets it done. But boy, if there if there was even a, a good submission, a great submission this year, it would have won it. There were no twisters this year. There were no you know, fucking John Jones standing guillotines. It was just a super down year for submission of the year. All right, now we're moving on here to the knockout of the year. The candidates are Cody Garbrandt with his KO of Rafael Asuncao, uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, Sugar Chin O'Malley uh, with his KO of Eddie Wineland, uh, Joaquin Buckley and his uh, knockout of Impa Kasanganai and Nganu's knockout of Rosenstrike. Um, Garbrandt's knockout was was interesting. You don't really see that. Someone just dropping their right hand all the way to the floor and just pimp slapping uh, a Sun Sao. I think that probably would have won knockout of the year 
probably half the years it would have won that. Um, but I, I think there was a, a far better knockout. That was a very, very good one, but I think there was a much better one. Uh, also, uh, a runner-up, we're going in Ganu and Rosenstrike. That was a... Uh, I, I like the windmill wind-up to the, to the knockout because that was Nganu blitzing Rosenstrike through... He probably threw five punches. The first four missed, uh, and, and the fifth one landed, and that was the only punch he needed all fight. Uh just kind of overwhelmed Rosenstrike. Uh, it was very violent, but uh, it, it's not going to win knockout of the year. And O'Malley's knockout was good, but probably like knockout. Actually, it wasn't even knockout of the of UFC 250. I mean, Cody Garbrandt's knockout was better than than Sugar Chin Sean O'Malley's uh, knockout. So even on that event, it was not the best knockout. But it'll be a, a, a nominee. The clear-cut, clear-cut knockout of the year is Joaquin Buckley and his knockout of Impa Kasanganai. Uh, I have uh, a particular soft spot for uh, uh, leg kick KOs, especially because you can generate so much power with your leg. You can generate much more power with your leg uh, than you can with your arms. And we've never, we've never seen that before. I don't even really know <clears throat> what to call it. Just like a horse kick KO, just, uh, we've never seen that. We've never seen that. In fairness, we've never really seen Garbrandt's knockout of a Sunsaw, but we've seen plenty of overhand right knockouts. Although, again, I'll grant you that. That was a weird one. But, you know, this one, we just never see it. It was brutal. It took him like a second and a half to, to hit the ground. He was just kind of levitating in air, knocked out. His eyes were rolled back. Uh, in, in, into the the back of his skull, uh, man, you don't see that. And just just you know the quick reflexes of Buckley to even, I mean, I guess the the natural response for most people would be just like kind of flop like a fish and get out of that. You know, you don't necessarily want to be in a spot where someone's holding your leg up and your back's turned to them. But just to just to know that you know, just to know that he could post up off of Impa. To, to know that he was holding that strong that that he could hold himself up and, and just do a little fucking flip kick horse kick KO I mean that, that's so impressive and, and that probably would win knockout of the year most years I think that's probably the best knockout since December of 2017 when Nganu knocked out Overeem I think that's the best knockout in, in the last three years uh, that, that just you don't you don't see that knockout all right, moving on, uh, we'll have the female fighter of the year. The four candidates are going to be Wei Li Zhang, Valentina Shevchenko, Amanda Nunes, and Holly Holm. Uh, this one, oh man, this one's a this one's a tough one because there were not a lot of active female fighters this year, and two of these fighters fought once, and two of them fought twice. So it's not. You know, there's no male equivalence. You know, when we get to the male ones, there's, well, not a lot more, because I guess a lot of them have two, but it, 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 there's no clear-cut female fighter of the year. Uh, but we'll we'll go with who's not. So Holly Holm, we, we nominated her just because we needed to nominate four, but uh, yeah, not, not a great year. Two snooze-fest performances. Uh, they were both wins, unanimous decision wins, but they were very, 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 very boring uh, over 
uh, Raquel Pennington and Irene Aldana. But they are, I believe, two top five wins, or maybe Pennington is at like six or seven. So two, two top seven wins. So it was a good year for her, just not a good year for anyone who was watching her fights. Um, also in the runner-up spot, we would have uh, Amanda Nunes only fought once and it was the uh, decision victory over Felicia Spencer it was a title defense it was a dominant performance but it was not very exciting and it was only one performance uh, I guess in, in I guess in in second place is Whaley Zhang she only fought one time defended her belt against uh, Ioana Janjacek via unanimous decision um, a lot of people thought Ioana won I thought Ioana won, but it was a fight of the year candidate. So she only fought once, but it was at a very high level, and it was a very high level fight. So we'll, we'll nominate her, but again, not enough to win it. Now, the winner is going to be Valentina Shevchenko. She only fought twice, but again, ugh, two of the ones on here only fought once. And she defended her title twice. That's basically good enough to win Female Fighter of the Year. Uh, she had that TKO of Caitlin Chukagian in round three. Dominant performance on, on the feet, on the ground. Uh, Chukagian definitely did not have any uh, answer for uh, the ground fighting. And then, uh, I'm not going to say a dominant decision over Jennifer Maya, but really pulled away. I mean, the first round went to Maya. Second round went to Shevchenko, but was close. Rounds three through five, the uh, well... Two of them are championship rounds. Um, <coughs> was was not close, so pulled away. Wasn't super dominant, but again, two title defenses. I think that's enough to win Female Fighter of the Year. So, uh, Valentina Shevchenko is North Star Sports Female Fighter of the Year. Now to uh, a bit of a tougher category with uh, much more activity, Male Fighter of the Year. And I wanted to distinguish between Male Fighter of the Year and Female Fighter of the, fighter of the Year. I don't want to just have Fighter of the Year because it's so tough to compare across genders. I don't, th I don't think it's fair. I really don't think it's fair to compare across uh, genders, so that's why I, we have these uh, two separate categories. Um, the nominees are Curtis Razor Blades, Gilbert Burns, Davison Figueredo, and Jan Blahovich. Um... Oh, let's see here. Oh, nope, excuse me. Uh, Israel Adesanya, Gilbert Burns, Jan Blahovich, and Davison Figueredo. Uh, Curtis Blades is not uh, a nominee. Um, so let's go with uh, who did not win Male Fighter of the Year. That would be Israel Adesanya. Again, not a very impressive year, especially by Israel Adesanya's standards. Um, one of the most boring title fights in UFC history uh, against Yuval Romero. And then a first-round finish of Costa. That was very good. Two title defenses, um, but not enough to win. Gilbert Burns burst onto the scene. He was our breakout fighter of the year. Beat two legends, but he's not champ. He didn't, he didn't face the champ, and he only fought twice, although they were very, very dominant. So he deserves to be a nominee. Uh, second place, I suppose, uh, will be Jan Blahovich. Jan Blahovich. Uh, a lot of people thought Jan Blahovich should win uh, Fighter of the Year. I don't think he did enough. He had that great KO of uh, Corey Anderson and then a finish of Dom Reyes. He became champ, but he did not go through John Jones. I think if he did, he would have been Fighter of the Year for sure. 
but you know is beating those are two very good fighters two top five light heavyweights but mm, neither of them were champ so that one's a little tough it was a great year and i'm excited to see him fight in 2021 but uh not not enough to win male fighter of the year male fighter of the year is going to be davison figueredo uh he was 3-0 and 1 and uh just the most dominant fighter uh going in 2020 uh, two knockouts of uh, Joseph Benavidez. Um, just, and Benavidez is probably the best UFC fighter to never win a belt. That guy's record, he has that fluke, weird loss to uh, Sergio Pettis, but he's only ever lost to like Davison Figueredo, Demetrius Johnson, and Dominic Cruz. Like, he, he's, he's the epitome of the guy who wins five fights in a row, gets to a big spot, and then loses. Uh, awesome guy and, and uh, a legend of that of that flyweight division and Davison knocked him out twice it wasn't even close it it honestly it honestly looked like they put uh, an LFA fighter in there with a UFC champion <clears throat> not even close uh, the super quick submission of Alex Perez is impressive so he defended the title and then defends the title against Brandon Moreno now it was a draw it was a draw but Davison was very active, very dominant, except for the draw. And even in the draw, he defends his title, and he had a point taken away, so he should have won that fight if he didn't. I mean, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. He did uh, do an illegal strike and did get docked a point. But, you know, so really so really, he won the fight, except not on the scorecard because he got docked, docked the point. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if he would have lost that fight... Now the discussion gets interesting. Can you have a male fighter of the year who lost a fight? But, uh, you know, because it's a draw and because the the three wins are more than Blahovich and, and and Burns and, and Adesanya, they have the two wins. So I think it has to go to Davis and Figueredo. All right, and the final uh, category is fight of the year. Uh, the nominees, we have four. We have Whaley Zhang and Joanna Janjacek, Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno, Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker, and Vincente Luque and Nico Price. Um, I'm going to throw one out right away. I think, again, we had to nominate four, and I think this was number four, but I think it's a distant number four. That's Vincente Luque and Nico Price. That was the fight where Nico Price's eyeball uh, became the size of uh, a grapefruit. Uh, good fight. Vincente Luque is in a lot of fucking wars. He's in a lot of really good fights. Very underrated fighter, but not fighter of the year. Third place, unofficial third place, would probably be Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker. I think that was a great fight. Uh, back and forth. A, a definitive win for Poirier. I don't see how people thought Hooker won that fight. Most people thought Poirier won. Um, if we did round of the year... Round two of Poirier and Hooker would win that one. I think that was the best round all year. Um, I hope it was round two. I, th- I believe it was round two. Maybe, but if I'm if I'm misremembering, maybe it was like round three. But I'm pretty sure it was round two. That was the best round all year. Um, it's this is a very tough year for fight of the year. That Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker might have won fight of the year. A lot of years. I'm not going to say last year because I'm forgetting the candidates, but that's that's a very good one. That could easily win it a lot of years. And 
It was a little earlier towards the year, so whether or not you like it or not, I mean, there is a recency bias. Uh, I tried not to, to have a recency bias, but, uh, you know, fights that happened a little earlier, uh, obviously, uh, you know, memory fades a little bit over time. Um, the runner-up here, and this is tough because this one could win fight of the year a lot of years as well. Li Zhang and Yuani and Jacek. I think that's the second best fight of 2020. It for sure is female fight of the year if we had that. Um, it, it was great. It was back and forth. We don't know who won that fight. I mean, you very, very easily could make the case that Li won. You could very easily make the case that Yuana won. Awesome back and forth. I mean, Yuana was deformed. It was earlier in the year. It was back in February. So, you know, that 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 is tough. That is going against it at other places, you know, because they'll recency bias. Um, but I think Davis and Figueredo and Brandon Moreno, I think that was fight of the year. I, I, I really do. Um, obviously, uh, last pay-per-view of the year. Um I don't know. There was just an aura about it. There's there's something about title fights, which obviously the the Zhang, uh, and Jacek was a title fight as well. But it 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 was it was interesting because everybody knows Davison is so dangerous early on in fights, and just him walking down Brandon Moreno, you're just waiting. Any one of those punches could could turn the lights out for Brandon Moreno. We've seen it happen when fighters backpedal. Like the first time Benavidez got knocked out, he was walking back, walking back. And then, you know, a long punch landed <clears throat> and, uh, and knocked him out. And the, the thing, the thing why, uh, or the reason why this was fight of the year is as Brandon Moreno got hurt more and more, he became a better fighter. That was the craziest part. It was like a multiplier. The more Davis and Figueredo went forward and, and stunned and tagged and, and, and damaged Brandon Moreno, the, the more of a dog Brandon Moreno became so the fight just got better and better and better as, as as it went on it was slowed down a little bit by the stoppages for a couple of uh illegal strikes from davison it was a draw uh davison probably would have won that fight well definitely would have won that fight on the scorecards if um if he did not have the point deducted but i i really think that was fight of the year davison it looked it sure as hell looked like he was fighting through a broken arm <coughs> excuse me so I, I think that's fight of the year. I, I, I really do. It was a tremendous fight. I, I could see why people would think Li Zhang and Yoana was fight of the year. I'm not going to argue with that. I think it was close. Uh, this was a very good year for fight of the year, which you wouldn't think because it's 2020 and, uh, you know, it's the old, the old Ronas going around. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was tough. But uh, Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno is North Star Sports 2020 fight of the year. So just very quickly to recap here, Fight of the Year, uh, Davis and Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. Male Fighter of the Year, Davis and Figueredo. Female Fighter of the Year, Valentina Shevchenko. Knockout of the Year, Joaquin Buckley uh, over Impa Kasanginai. Uh Submission of the Year, Davis and Figueredo's choke of Joseph Benavidez. Rookie of the Year, Hamzat Jamaev. The Breakout Fighter of the Year, Gilbert Burns. The event of the year was UFC 251. The gym of the year was Sanford MMA. And the upset of the year was Shanna Dobson uh, defeating Maria Agapova. 
So with that, we'll wrap it up. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at OwenElyMN, North Star Sports on Twitter at NorthStarMIN. Be sure to check out our website at NorthStarSports.media, where you can check out the full list of awards and nominees, our rankings, the main card showdown. We do NFL mock drafts now. I mean, just everything you could ever need is available at NorthStarSports.media. But for now, thanks for tuning in, everybody.